1: traveling across the state letting you know about events that make Mississippi great. And today we are showcasing Mississippi's Bicentennial. Yes, my friends, it has arrived. It is our 200th birthday, and there's a lot happening this weekend. We'll start the road trip off with Yolanda Claymore with the Jackson CBB and talk about Mississippi's Bicentennial celebration. We'll also talk with Julian Rankin about Picturing Mississippi and the center for... Next, we'll chat with Chandler Griffin about the Mississippi Mile and end our trip with musical guest... Jazz artist Pam Confer. So hold on tight because we're going for a ride here on Next Stop Mississippi.
0: Oh, You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio.
1: Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller of Mississippi Today, joined by Visit Mississippi's Kamel King. It is a big, beautiful day in Jackson, Mississippi. We unexpectedly woke up this morning to the most beautiful snow you've ever seen. Yes. Uh, But, whoa, what a surprise.
2: I mean, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It is a true
1: winter wonderland here on the MPB campus. Uh, It's really quite gorgeous, my friends, but quite unexpected. So lots of school closures, lots of offices closing around town. And you know what? There's no place I would rather be. Um, then here in the studio with you guys, except maybe making a snowman with my little girl. I but, know, you know, right? It's a, but I'm, we got
2: each other. We've got each and other. And the listeners. And
1: it's cozy. It's it cozy is. cozy in the studio, but really pretty outside. And wow, what a weekend coming up in Jackson. We've had an, an incredible year celebrating Mississippi's bicentennial. And Camille, yes. you and I have been there uh, have. for every minute of it. We, have. we started off the year celebrating the bicentennial on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. That was back in April, seems yeah. like a lifetime ago.
2: Wasn't that gigantic... The Band Perry, Vastai, just everybody—it was—it was awesome.
1: Amazing. Two days of celebration um, in South Mississippi. Uh, we we unveiled the Mississippi statehood stamp with Jimmy yeah. Duck Holmes. Mm-hmm. That was an incredible honor. Uh, heard a reading from Jesmyn Ward, who is now again another National Book Award exactly. winner. Exactly. Uh, so great weekend. And then uh, midsummer, we headed up north and celebrated again. Yeah,
2: Marty Stewart, Mac McAnally, uh, Vastai. I mean. it it was just Oxford was just off the meter I loved it out there
1: Absolutely. The Ford so, Center
2: was so full.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and we've had a lot of musical celebrations throughout the year, but really everything mm-hmm. that we've done, whether it's been these uh, musical celebrations, these community gatherings, the Mississippi yeah. Bicentennial Grants Program has been an, a tremendous success, so it, largely thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Humanities Council yes. and Visit Mississippi, who um, really got into the small towns and uh, the crossroads of Mississippi to yeah. celebrate local history. But all of this has been Really leading up to this weekend, we have arrived at uh, not only Statehood Day, which is Sunday, December yeah. 10th, but the opening of the two Mississippi museums.
2: And I mean, they are just so fantastic. I employ every citizen of Mississippi, every United States citizen, and every international traveler abroad. You must come here and see these amazing museums. They are absolutely fantastic, mind blowing.
1: Well, um, I have not been able to get a sneak peek of the museum. Several people I work with have been, um, some friends and uh, everyone comes back with a very uh, dramatic and personal story. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll talk more about the museums throughout the show today. But uh, a great weekend ahead. You know, we, we've got to talk about the big announcement of, of President Trump coming to Mississippi as part of the two museums opening. It's making national news. Yep. I saw it on CBS this morning. Um, so uh, while um, this weekend does have a, a very big visitor, I think all of us Mississippians are really remembering um, that this is a, this is our. Our day. This yes. is our day as Mississippians to share our story, yes. be honest about our story. Right. Move forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's I. My hat is off to everyone who's put a lot of love, a lot of thought, yes, and a lot of time into these two museums projects. Most so, definitely. Uh, a, a really uh, maybe the most historical moment of my lifetime uh, here in Mississippi. Yes. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll go to the phones and we'll welcome to the show our friend Yolanda Claymore. She's with the Jackson uh, CVB. Welcome, Yolanda.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having me, uh, Mary Margaret and Camille. How y'all doing today?
2: We're doing great. You made any snowmen out there, Yolanda? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: my husband did throw a snowball at me early this morning.
2: Oh Lord, that Cece <laughs> is so crazy. <laughs>
1: We'll get him back. Don't you worry. It's it's coming. Pay back. Well, Yolanda, it's it's a big weekend in Jackson, and um, I know that everyone over at the Jackson uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau is really excited about welcoming visitors into Jackson from truly uh, around the globe for the celebration of the two Mississippi museums. From a tourism standpoint, uh, what does this mean for the city of Jackson?
3: Well, this is a uh, phenomenal um addition to the inventory that for our tourism products. I mean, the ultimate addition um, to, to expect uh, annually about 180,000 people a year just for these two new museums. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's phenomenal. I, I really can't even put it into words what it means to our city and to our state. And for us to be able to finally tell our story and kind of connect the things that are already uh, established, the Megar Evers Home and Museum, uh, Smith-Robertson, Margaret Walker Center, COFO, all these things that existed before that may have been overlooked as as people did the uh, Civil Rights Trail will no longer be overlooked because of these two new museums. And to, to bring the connection with the history as well as civil rights, I mean, we're telling a part of history, America's history, that cannot be told without Mississippi. Right. So, I mean, it's phenomenal. I mean, we're, we're so excited. I, I can't even stand it. I mean, it's a, even the snow can't stop us today.
2: Right, right.
3: <laughs> um, I actually have about 22 journalists coming from Europe. Um, that are, they're, they're touring the, the museum as we speak. And I mean, it's a story to tell. So, so we're just excited, I mean, to to think about the economic potential that it can bring to our community to, to you know, better uh, increase the quality of life of our own citizens. So we're just really excited.
2: Well, Yolanda, of course, with your CVB being the hub for the uh, state capitol, uh, what type of calls and type of uh, energy? Have you been getting from people who are coming to see it, and what do you think is going to do for uh, the capital city downtown?
3: Well, you know, uh, we've been we've been getting a lot of calls uh, about hotel availability, uh, restaurant um, choices, and and those those kinds of things. And you know, downtown Jackson is already on the uprise with the the Westin and uh, the 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 uh, the lodging availability now for, for residents. And, you know, it just, again, it just adds to the quality of the product that we have to offer. Um, when you tie that in with all the other phenomenal museums that we have, it's, it's a great downtown Jackson for the capital city of, of Mississippi.
1: Well, Yolanda, I'm, I'm glad you bring up really the existing inventory of civil rights museums, monuments, uh, uh program, you know, uh, uh, institutions that mm-hmm. really study and um, and explore the civil rights movement. Jackson is central to this a uh, piece of American history, and you guys at the Jackson CBB have really made a concerted effort to make sure that these many places are documented. Um, Megger Evers is probably one of the better-known civil rights leaders uh, from Jackson, of course, and um, his home museum is, is quite an experience. But you guys have put together this program where you, you really document – Kind of the everyday people, the the everyday heroes that have gone unsung in a lot of ways.
3: Yeah, certainly. And you know, we've accomplished that with the, with the assistance of the city, uh, with our our civil rights driving tour. Um, you not, you not only find out about some Negro ever's who who are are you know the 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 highlights of of civil rights the civil rights movement here in Mississippi, but you find about you know every part that existed, from the churches that that held meetings to um, Big Apple Inn. You know Big Apple Inn, uh, mm-hmm. one of the mainstays in in on Ferris, in the historic Ferris Street District. Um, there, his Mega Evers' office was upstairs. Uh, Sonny Boy Williamson stayed there. Um, so you know there's a lot of history to to be told here in the, in, the, in the in the city. Um, I remember. I can't remember the, the the lady's name, but I remember a, a lady that's in the civil rights driving tour came into our office and said that she was the one that was hit on campus back in the in the '70s. I think it was early '70s. Wow! And you know, to have those people walking around, to have the Hollis Watkins still walking around, who was who had such a pivotal role in the civil rights movement and his efforts and, and him being a part of Coco. It's, just, it's a great day in the city of Jackson, and, and we're just really excited to tell our story and to have uh, this spotlight now shown to, to no longer look over Jackson and look over Mississippi
1: well, it it certainly puts Jackson on the map with Birmingham, with Selma, with Memphis and these other uh, cities known for their civil rights tourism programs, their museums and really an exciting day. And you know what? Everyone tells me you need a day to go through the civil yeah. rights museum. You need a day yes. to yes. go through the history yes. museum. Yes. And then you're going to need a day to take the driving tour of Jackson. Yeah. And then you're going to need another day maybe to eat and shop and relax. Yeah. So, oh, um, and why don't you
2: just move here while you're at it? <laughs>
1: That's right, that's right. Well, uh, Yolanda, (laughs) thanks for your time this morning. Now, we want to make sure that uh, people know where to go to to learn more about making travel plans to Jackson, about finding out about all of these wonderful um, uh, assets we have here, whether it's shopping or nightlife or historical museums. Tell our listeners where they can go to learn more. And uh, I do want you to give a quick plug also for this great Jackson documentary series.
3: Oh, certainly. Uh, well, they can always visit our website at www.visitjackson.com. That's completely out. And there are all sorts of resources to help you plan your trip. And um, we do have a docu- a new documentary series that's an awesome tribute to the city of Jackson and what it means uh, uh, to us. And uh, that can be found at jackson.ms, and that's jxson.com. You can watch the full document, document or you can uh, you know, just choose episodes. But we encourage you to watch each episode because they tell the story of what Jackson means and, and why we're, where the city was sold.
1: Well, and right. and the great Rita B, the great Rita Brent, is the host. She takes you oh, through certainly. these uh, yeah. Jackson documentaries, <laughs> and you know, hats off to you guys. Uh, you know, tourism has historically been known for only talking about the good, but you guys address it all—the good, the bad, the mm-hmm. ugly, the the controversial, the things that make you uncomfortable, and also the things that make you really proud. And it's something that I'm very proud of—a a great body of work and really fun to watch. Uh, Rita B, great yeah. sense of humor. So it's it's a yeah. uh, a great project. Well, Yolanda, thank you. Have a great weekend. We know you're going to be busy uh, and we wish you uh, all the best, a safe and fun weekend. And it's time for us to take a quick break. But when we return, we'll speak with Julian Rankin with the Mississippi Museum of Art about their bicentennial exhibition, Picturing Mississippi. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio.
4: the arts and music is mpb music radio from classical to bluegrass and everything in between mpb music radio has a sound for every ear for information on where to find mpb music radio visit mpbonline.org
1: i'm robin young i have determined that it is time to officially recognize jerusalem as the capital of israel President Trump's major change in U.S. foreign policy, the budget, tax cuts, Al Franken's resignation. Our political roundtable weighs in on the week's news next time, here and now.
0: Today at noon on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio.
1: Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with Kamel King. If you're just joining us before the break, we spoke with Yolanda Claymore with the Jackson CBB about the Mississippi Bicentennial Celebration happening this weekend in Jackson throughout the weekend. It was great to have Yolanda on the line today. She was telling us a lot about what the expectations are in terms of tourism to the capital city as associated with the two museums. She said 180,000 people a year are expected to visit Jackson, uh, particularly for the Mm -hmm. two museums' experience.
2: Yes, indeed. And I can see that definitely happening. I mean, because uh, these museums are are, are most certainly going to be iconic gems for the state. And for the city and, and I most certainly see people coming in in droves to see it. Once they once people see it and the word gets out how beautifully curated these museums are. I expect to see a gigantic influx.
1: Well, it's it's really exciting. And again, uh, Jackson really does have such an incredible civil rights story. All of Mississippi does. You cannot talk about American history, about civil rights in America, without talking about Mississippi. And I will say that Mississippi, I believe, has led the way on talking about civil rights honestly. Yeah. And these museums are such a testament to that. And, man, wow, a, a, a lot happening this weekend and a lot uh, moving forward. Now, uh, the two museums' uh, grand opening is tomorrow at 11. The ceremony takes place in the uh, courtyard in front of the museums. That's in downtown Jackson. There's going to be events and programming happening throughout the city all day long, um, all weekend long. Really uh, uh, started yesterday, started earlier this week. And on the line uh, to talk to us a little bit more about a big bicentennial celebration, exhibition, is Julian Rankin with the Mississippi. Museum of Art Julian welcome to the show
4: Thanks good morning
1: well great to have you thanks for making time to join us uh, the museum had a big night last night as you sort of gave a sneak peek preview to your patrons around your new bicentennial exhibition.
4: Yeah it was our members opening which we do every time we have a, a new exhibition and it's really been fabulous we've um, this is the largest exhibition we've ever mounted. For those who are familiar with the museum, you know, we have had uh, the Mississippi Story Exhibition, which has been an up to 10 years showcasing work from our permanent collection. And for this bicentennial exhibition, Picturing Mississippi, we deinstalled 10,000 square feet of gallery space. And so Picturing Mississippi is now spanning the entire museum. And this is work that is not just from Mississippi. Certainly, there are a few pieces from our collection. But the main um, thrust of it is that how Mississippi has resonated through the centuries with artists all across the country and the world. So we brought work, really iconic, high-profile work from all over the country, from dozens of lenders, Andy Warhol and Jean-Michel Basquiat and John James Audubon. And so it's, it's a really a remarkable show.
1: Now, Julian, um, I just have to repeat this. I do this a lot on the show, but de-installing 10,000 square feet of gallery space is quite an undertaking. Yeah. Uh, does this yeah. work travel, or does it go into a special, like, storage mm-hmm. collection?
4: Yeah, we have a vault. You know, for those who aren't familiar with how museums work, you know, they only show at most, you know, usually 5% of their collection. So that, those, that, those galleries maybe had 250, 300 works in it. We own about 5,000. And so that, the ones that were up are now in the vault. Some are traveling on the road through our other bicentennial program, Art Across Mississippi, where we're sharing work outward with communities throughout the state. But we're, uh, we're full of art these days, that's for sure. There's a lot in the back and a lot on view.
1: Wow. Now, uh, in reading about Picturing Mississippi, the name of this exhibition that will be up, I believe, through the next year, uh, you talk a lot, um, or some of the words you use to describe it are dynamic, nuanced, and fertile. Uh, this is in talking about the history Great of words. Mississippi. Uh, really strong words. So talk about how those words are reflected in this collection.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And a few other words to throw in there, the subtitle of the exhibition is Land of Plenty, Pain and Promise. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of this dynamism and paradox that Mississippi represents. And so that's, in the galleries, you'll experience that. You'll experience the breadth of history. We do start with the indigenous populations that were here in Mississippi, then contact period, of course, the, the timeline that people come to, to understand and expect. But then we inject kind of juxtapositions between contemporary works and historical works, to kind of shake up that narrative and show other perspectives. So that's an example. There's really exciting artwork that people will never have seen before. Um, and also, you know, we talk about the two new museums. It's a partnership with them in many ways. The state has funded this exhibition. The Heron Foundation has funded this exhibition. But we have civil rights sections that take a different um, tact through visual art through some of the same scenes. So it's art and artifact, if you will, if you compare the, the two projects that we have going on and that archives have going on. So Sam Gilliam, a really important Mississippi artist, has a massive piece called Red April, an abstract work that's responding to Martin Luther King's assassination. And so, yeah, when you go through, you'll be struck with, wow, I can't believe that piece is in Mississippi. You'll be made to think. You'll be made to question. Um, And there'll be pride as well, not only in what Mississippi has meant to the country, but also, like you were alluding to earlier, what the state and the communities are doing to take an honest look at history so that we can move forward in the next 200 years together.
2: Julian, I mean, of course, the narrative of Mississippi is is so complex. How does one begin to even put together a, a, a exhibit like this? I mean, where do you get started? How do do the ideas flow, and how do you flesh it out I and mean, tell it correctly?
4: Well, it takes a long time, that's for sure. I mean, we've been working on putting this together for years now, and there's 175 works by a hundred different artists. I mentioned dozens of lenders. The logistics themselves are massive. But, you know, there's a lot of research, you know, seeing, again, some of the biggest artists in the world that have responded to Mississippi, you know, where is art available? Those are practical considerations. But what we wanted to do is, is show a different um, a different slice, if you will, of Mississippi history, a different perspective than we've been able to do before. Because while we do have, of course, the the largest Mississippi collection in our collection, because we are the Mississippi Museum of Art, this was an opportunity to really blow out the the doors and blow off the roof, if you will, and, and go beyond and think about what is Mississippi meant you know, to the world, the resonation of the, the river and what that means, the mythic qualities of that, of course, the Civil War, slavery, but also contemporary responses to all this stuff. Mississippi's ground zero, of course, for the Civil Rights Movement, a lot of struggles that we know about in history, but also it's, it's sort of the soul of the nation in many ways. This is where Um, the proving ground for, you know, what we're made of as as Americans. And so that's sort of the tact we took is how do we illustrate that on the walls, really wow people, make them think. And one of the interesting things about deinstalling all that is we moved walls around. So you feel like you're in a different museum in some ways because you're able to go a continuous route all through the museum. It's a huge exhibition. And so um, that's going to really, I think, impress people, and they're going to leave getting their money's worth because it's free. (laughs) <laughs> well
1: and that that is great it's a It's a free exhibition and um while one hundred and seventy five works spanning two hundred years might seem maybe a little overwhelming for some folks who aren't uh maybe familiar with the, a museum experience, you're offering guided tours uh, throughout the day on Saturday for uh, folks who are coming into the museums. maybe you're going to go see the two museums at a certain time well there's going to be time to also visit uh, the museum of art as well. Yeah.
4: That's right. So we're open 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., and there's going to be shuttles going back and forth from the two new museums all around downtown. We're on that circuit. There's a 10.30, a 1 o'clock, and a 3.30 guided tour. And another thing that we're launching is a new um, mobile application on the phones that will um, enable visitors to have their own personalized tours. So we've been interviewing people for the past few months, different community voices, getting perspective on these works, and so it's going to be a really rich experience that people will either be able to have a guided tour by a curator or do their own exploring and and get lost in the art.
1: Wow, that is so cool. That's awesome. I love that you're bringing in those community voices. We've heard a little bit about this also happening at uh, the two museums where they're recording people's voices, Mm -hmm. experiences after they've toured the museum. So, again, bringing in that Mississippian, that local, that resident Uh, experience into a larger context. So great work, Julian. Now we're running out of time, Julian, but I do want, uh, we're gonna have to have you back on the show to talk more about this, but uh, the Center for Art and Public Exchange um, launched last week. Uh, Tell our listeners about this great and exciting uh, center, this new element to the museum.
4: Sure. In in a nutshell, we've been awarded a grant, and this is supported by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, so the Center for Art and Public Exchange, which we're calling CAPE, which is the acronym, it uses art to start community conversation, to increase understanding between different kinds of people, and really to write new narratives in Mississippi. So some of the juxtapositions I alluded to in picturing Mississippi between the present and the past, that's part of this. Um, there's a lot of new projects on the rise um, as part of CAPE, and I would just encourage people to go to museumcape.org. Um, and the whole purpose of this is where the art meets the people, the viewers, the communities, the participants. So we'll be collaborating with the public throughout this process, and we just uh, just getting started. So we look forward to people reaching out to us and telling us what they want to see. Nice.
1: Well, really exciting. And um, you've uh, you, one of the the like I guess the cover photo, so, so to speak, for the Cape program is really just so striking. Can you describe that?
4: Sure. One of the pieces, and this is in picture in Mississippi, it's a, a piece called Sharecropper. This is an everlasting punching bag that's been beaded in traditional Native American beadwork by a contemporary artist from New York who has roots in Neshoba County and Choctaw descent. So he is, uh, again, a contemporary artist that we're juxtaposing that with WPA photographs from that era. And so, again, people walk in there, they see the traditional narrative of poverty and the Depression, and then they're struck with this really amazing powerful work that aligns the punching bag with the sharecropper experience. So there's no way to escape the truth, and that's what we're recording and we're, uh, we're embracing. Yeah. Well, so Julian, uh,
1: great work, and thanks for always making time to join us on Next Stop Mississippi. So, again, tell our listeners about um, the details for Saturday, what time the exhibit opens, and, and how long this exhibit will be on display at the museum.
4: Sure. Open Saturday, open 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., extended hours, msmuseumart.org is where you can go to get all that information. And it's on view, free to the public the entire time through July 8th of 2018.
1: Wow, that's great. Well, thanks so much, Julian. Um, have a great weekend. We look forward to seeing you out and about. And it's time for us to take another break. Uh, when we get back, we're going to speak with Chandler Griffin about the Mississippi Mile. And we've been talking with Julian Rankin from the Mississippi Museum of Art. He is certainly one to watch. Uh, if you have uh, time in Jackson, check out the new Find It and Fondering magazine. Great story on Julian and on uh, the museum. So we'll be right back after a quick break. This is Next Stop Mississippi.
0: Formative MPB news stories, the local shows you love, up to date severe weather info, and a state in worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. Oh, You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio.
1: Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with Mississippi Today, joined as always by my friend Kamel King with Visit Mississippi. Hello. Always good to have you in the room, Kamel. We uh, we were just looking over the schedule for Saturday's grand opening, the ribbon cutting of the two museums, two Mississippi museums. And uh, it's just been announced late Thursday night that uh, President Trump will be attending uh, the opening of the museums, but will not make public remarks. He's going to speak to a small Small group of civil rights veterans, museum patrons, and and staff before the 11 a.m. ribbon cutting. I still think it's very important for folks to um, make sure to get out early, yes. um, get up, get going. Um, uh, information for parking and uh, uh, you know where to go and what to do is is uh, widely available. Um, so the uh, the schedule for the day has been published, and man, there are some wonderful um, folks giving remarks, including uh, Ruben Anderson, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, Governor Bryant, Governor William Winter will be on the program, and then uh, Merle Evers, uh, an incredible civil rights activist, and just I mean, yeah. w- amazing, amazing woman. To be in her presence is to really know greatness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, a lot of elected officials are on the program. Of course, it, it is Mississippi, so we're gonna have some wonderful uh, music uh, and incredible performance by Cynthia Goodloe Palmer, who is uh, president of the Veterans of the Civil Rights Movement, and uh, she's going to be accompanied by a bicentennial choir. I know that's going to be moving.
2: Oh yeah. And then of course we've got a Heart Society who we've uh, interviewed a couple of times. Uh, to Nia and Ben uh, Eichelberger so they will be performing uh, we'll have uh, Grammy nominated I think seven eight time Grammy nominated uh, gospel singer Doug Williams and we'll have the cultural and musical uh, ambassador from Mississippi Steve Azar performing uh, with the Kings men who is the band that was that played behind BB King so it will definitely be a, a great musical event on top of that
1: well that's great now you know um, you listeners of MPB have heard a lot of stories about the two music Museums. You've heard from the director of the Civil Rights Museum, Pamela Junior. You've heard from the director of the History Museum, Rachel Myers, uh, and from Katie Blunt, director of Mississippi Department of Archives and History, about all of the wonderful work and the details that have gone into these museums. So, as you know, uh, tickets are sold out technically for uh, the viewing on Saturday. They're timed tickets, so you know you may be scheduled to go in at 1.30. So, while you're uh, maybe waiting on your one thirty time slot, yeah. you'll have entertainment on the grounds. You'll have an opportunity to get out and explore uh, the Mississippi Mile, which we'll talk a little bit more about um, later in the show. And uh, again, pop on over to the Mississippi Museum of Art. The Smith Robertson Museum is going to be open. The Old Capitol Museum. I'm sure I'm missing some others. Uh, But there will be shuttles going through downtown. So time to get out, uh, see your neighbors and friends and really have an excuse to tour uh, your capital city. Maybe in a way you haven't done before or have have done in a while.
2: Most definitely. And of course, there uh, with the museum's opening, uh, with Trump coming, with everything going on, there's a lot of mixed emotions and things going on, but I employ everyone to get out and enjoy what Mississippi has to offer. You've got to see it. It is going to be very well organized. As you said, the shuttles will be running so it'll be comfortable. Uh, parking will be uh, at the downtown fairgrounds oh, in Jackson. So you can park your car, get on the shuttle, and literally go through Around all of the uh, downtown museums and different things that are going on and just enjoy the city and the state as a whole. I mean, it's going to be great.
1: Well, we always talk about Mississippi as a place of storytellers. And and the the phrase that the museums are using is, you know, many stories, one Mississippi. Mm -hmm. So this is your story. This is our moment. This is our time to create our own stories. Um, We often think about Mississippi culture and art in sort of a retrospective way. But as we do every week on Next Stop Mississippi, it is still so vibrant, so alive, so central to our daily yeah. lives, um, and this is our time to write our story. Definitely. And we're the authors. There
2: you go. Exactly. <laughs> and I think the thread uh, that we've been saying is, in the seam of the whole thing, is honesty. Uh, both of these museums are so incredibly honest, uh, from the Civil Rights uh, Museum to the history, and it just takes you through a chronological honest talk about what has happened in Mississippi uh, from both sides. I mean, in the videos, the artifacts, the exhibits, it it is indescribable. It really is. I mean, I, I know I keep saying that, but I mean, I just need people to understand that it is of Smithsonian quality. I mean, if you've been to DC and New York and any of those places and have gone to the iconic museums, you've got to come here and see how comparable it is, if not better.
1: Well, I, I'm, I really am not exaggerating when I say this. I saw a video of the This Little Light of Mine uh, light exhibition that is in the center part of oh, the museums. Yeah. And, um, it is a, a real technological and artistic wonder. Right. Uh, but the idea behind this is that um, as more people enter the museum, the lights become brighter. This, yep. this song, This Little Light of Mine, is is, is sung throughout. Um, it, becomes, it becomes louder. And it was a, truly a, an emotional experience yep. to see that video. Yep. And I, I w- would like to make the note that uh, one of my friends said, you know, they, the museums cover music, but mm-hmm. they don't go in-depth. And that is very intentional because we have so many incredible music museums, Mm -hmm. art museums Mm -hmm. in Mississippi, and the museum uh, folks have been very mindful about this idea of coming here, having an incredible, uh, you know, Smithsonian-worthy experience, and then pushing people back out into Mississippi, into the communities across the state and the cultural institutions that have long stood, will long stand, and offer an incredible uh, interpretation of, of maybe a particular aspect of our culture or uh, of our arts.
2: What a great point, Mayor Margaret. Because I didn't even realize that, but you're right. These museums are feeders. They feed you out to all of the other different trails and different uh, uh, exhibits and other different you know mainstays that you need to see in Mississippi. And it does not truly just focus on the music because we have the Mississippi Grammy Museum, the only other Grammy Museum. Outside of LA, you know, we have the uh, arts and entertainment experience that's going up in Meridian that'll open in April. That is a fifty million dollar, fifty-two thousand square feet that'll be dedicated to our arts and music. You know, we have BB King Museum and so many other things that really just hone uh, in on our musical culture. So I I definitely see your point.
1: Absolutely, it's really exciting. It really is, and I do want to say that uh, the Mississippi Mile, which will also be taking place downtown. this weekend is uh, an an exhibit. It's it's truly America's largest outdoor pop up pop up exhibit. It's going to be up and down Capitol Street. So you know yeah. that's the street that starts at the King Edward, basically in the downtown district, and goes all the way to the old Capitol. Yeah. And um, it's, a, it's a celebration of storytellers. They have um, installed two hundred large scale photos i mean i'm not good with with math but they're like you know like 6 feet tall and 8 feet wide yeah. i mean they're really big and they've installed them in the windows of all of these downtown buildings so you have this experience of of 200 Photos all taken over the last three years in Mississippi by local Mississippians. These aren't professional photographers, guys. These are your neighbors, your friends, folks with iPhones just like you mm-hmm. who are documenting their communities. So uh, 200 photos. Uh, 100 photographers, I believe 10 Mississippi towns are all represented and, uh, man, that's going to be cool. They're, they're going to have art vendors. There's going to be a beer garden, several of the downtown restaurants like Steve's and, and Basil's will be open for business, uh, to have a bite, food trucks as well. So again, that will be taking place all day tomorrow. Another thing to yeah. get out and enjoy while you might be waiting on your time to experience the museums or you might, mu- you might just be there simply for that experience yeah, alone. Yeah
2: and and what's super cool about the Mississippi Mile and uh the all of the other towns and cities that they've done this in is you know you've got these storytellers that i mean pictorially it's it's beautiful you know it, it's simplistic in form but it's so complex but then when you open up your phone and use your uh your camera uh it scans the QR code and then it goes to a video that uh where they actually tell the story behind the uh the you know the picture, and that's the super cool part about it. You look at it, and then you scan it, and you watch this video on your phone. That's even more impactful than the actual picture.
1: Absolutely, and, and this has all been a project of uh, Barefoot Workshops and Blue Magnolia Films, uh, celebrating storytellers, uh, uh, bicentennial photography, and you can check that out. Look, look it up on Facebook. Um, the The videos are short; they're around three minutes. They're very impactful. Again, they're made by uh, community folks, and they're having a screen tonight at Bellhaven University of all of the films. That starts at 7 p.m. So again, uh, check out Celebrating Storytellers, Blue Magnolia Films online and find out more information there. Now, we do need to take another break, but when we return, we've got a very special music guest with us, Pam Confer. Pamela! <laughs> She'll be joining us, and uh, you don't want to miss this. So uh, stay right where you are, and we'll be back after this break. This, uh, this is Next up, Mississippi.
5: we know even the seasons change, Mississippi. Who are we? Who are we? How do we
1: climb? Welcome back? This is Next Stop Mississippi. Are you are listening to a little uh slice of A beautiful song, Mississippi Beautiful is the name, by Pam Confer. She is our music guest today on Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Mary Margaret Miller, and joined with me, as always, is Camille King. We're having a great day on the show celebrating Mississippi's bicentennial. And uh, really pleased to have Pam join us today to talk more about this new song and about her great career. Welcome, Pam. Good
3: morning. Good morning.
2: Pam. Everybody knows oh, Pam is my girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. How are you doing today, Pam?
3: I am so good today. It is such a beautiful day to be in Mississippi.
2: Well, good. Absolutely. Well, why don't you start off by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself, because, of course, I've seen you throughout the years just woo thousands and thousands of people with your uh, beautiful voice and stage presence. But tell us about your music and how you got started and, and what you've been doing.
3: Well, thank you. Thank you so much for that compliment. Yeah, I've, I've been singing for quite some time. I grew up in a family that, that sings on my mother's side and grew up with my with my three siblings singing in the church, if anybody in the South you know knows that story you know you, you're on every church program whether you want to be or not so it was always kids singing an a and b selection so we grew up doing that but not really realizing that not all kids had that particular talent and could really you know sing in four-part harmony and all of that that's not something that we knew but as i got older i kind of realized what my purpose is in life and it's really just to give you know to give and to be part of the the evolution of everything that's great and to get in where I fit in. I'm not quite sure how long I'm going to be here, and most of us don't have a clue as to how long we're going to be on Earth. But however long we're here, I think the onus is on us is to make this place better and better each day that we're here. And so in thinking about the two museums, and thinking about our 200th birthday, I wanted to dedicate a song to us, just to have an opportunity to participate in our own destiny. And so many times people especially here, we've been through so much, so much pain and frustration and, and tribulation, we get to blaming each other and, and forcing each other to try to understand and receive the value system that someone else has. But I don't know if we ask ourselves, who are we enough, and and compel each other to fill that blank in. So if, if I were to ask you guys, you know, who who are we? then it should be something positive and encouraging. It should be something strong and prideful. And if not, then the onus is on all of us to change that. And so the song Mississippi Beautiful is a tribute to all things great. And Mississippi is a beautiful place. There's, there's no other state like Mississippi. There's no other place that loves food and family and music and memories and laughter mm-hmm. like Mississippi. And I think it need, we need a collective voice to rally around, and I hope this song will do that. Wow. Well,
1: it, it it's I, I'm really I, I love the way you say that. You know, pain pain often brings blame,
5: mm-hmm. and yeah.
1: this is an opportunity. This moment in Mississippi is an opportunity for us to work through that mm-hmm. and, and work past it. Now, um, Pam, you were honored, uh, I believe, this week at the Mississippi Capitol um, so around this song you've created.
3: I had an opportunity, yes, to sing the song on Monday at the Capitol. And it was just standing room only and just a beautiful, intimate, emotional experience with people from all walks of life, you know, whether it be the nonprofit or private sector, government sector, entrepreneurs, women, men, black, whites, young, old, just everything that Mississippi is comprised of anyway. So it really was just a wonderful time. And out of that, you know, came an even greater push to make this the official state song. So now we're in talks with our local legislators, and we're working towards making that happen when the session begins in 2018.
2: Wow. Now, Pam, what got yeah. you writing on uh, Mississippi, Who Are We? You know, what was your muse, and where did you even get started on the song?
3: Well, I'm going to tell you, in, in 2016, and, and most people that know me know that I have a dog, and her name is Jazzy. And and I walk her every night, and we were walking, and I literally just started singing this song, Who are we? What do? Just like that, as I was walking, and it evolved from that. So by the time I got home from that, like, 30-minute walk, I pretty much had the song written. And a few weeks after that, or the next day, a couple of days, somewhere around about that time, that was James this Walk Against Fear, the 50th celebration, 50th year anniversary of his walk, Walk Against Fear, and, or Walk for Truth, Walk Against Fear, I'll I'll put it that way, at the Smith-Robertson Museum, and so he had an exhibit there, and I had a chance to sing it for him and his wife, but I had just written it, so I kind of turned around and told my musicians, it kind of goes a little bit like this, and so I sang it there and people really loved it so much that they came back and said can you say that again <laughs> mm-hmm. and i realized it had some gravitational pull to it and i think what it does is just again it doesn't blame so it takes us from pain to blame to an era where we're from pain to promise and so it's asking who are we what is our legacy what are we going to tell our children how do we claim all of this and it makes us responsible individually for making something collectively happen. And I think that's why there's such a, a groundswell of support for the song.
1: Well, I really appreciate that because I really do think that is that civic engagement, that the notion that we all have a role mm-hmm. in moving Mississippi forward is really one that needs to be stressed. We can't yeah. just look to elected officials or look to uh, community leaders. It takes everyone. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. especially in Mississippi it does. I mean, because we're so unique and we're flawed. You know, we have dents and we have blemishes, but we're still beautiful. And we're so unique. And if we don't believe that and have pride in it, then we can't expect for anybody else that to visits to, to, to understand and appreciate that. And uh, it's just time that we exude that.
2: And Pam, your song will be permanently featured in Gallery Number Eight of the uh, New Civil Rights Mississippi Civil Rights Museum. Now that is such an extreme honor. How did that happen? And I mean, what an impact the song must have made to get placement like that?
3: Yes. How exciting is that? Yes. I when I when I finished producing the song enough for people to to listen to samples of it, I let the the museum listen to it and the consultant there. And in that gallery, they ask, what do you stand for in that particular gallery? Now, of course, I wrote the song last year, so I had no idea what any gallery was going to look like. But then once they started showing me the parts of the gallery, I said, the words of my song are, what's in this gallery? And so I finished it enough to let them listen to it. And initially, it was, oh, that's a great song. And then the consultant said, wait a minute. This song belongs here. This is exactly what we're talking about. Who are we? Where do we go from here? What do we stand for? And it's so ironic that Destiny just put those two songs, put that song in that museum at this right time in history. So I'm amazed and I'm so happy.
2: That has to be such a, a personal uh, honor for you, you know, to, in your career to have been placed in such an iconic museum and know that your voice is included in Mississippi's permanent story.
3: Yeah, I I think so, and so much beyond that, I'm just hoping that, you know, the meanest person that comes to that museum, you know, walks in to kind of learn a little bit of something but really leaves and hears that song and wants to do something different with with his or her life. And to me, more than it being in the museum, and I think it's great and I, I love the historical relevance of it, but if it can change somebody's heart and somebody's mind, then I just feel like my purpose here is even more it's even greater, it's even thicker and it's more substantive.
1: Now Pam, talk a little bit about why um, why you are pushing for this song to be the new Mississippi State song.
3: Well just if you if you look into the faces of the people that hear the song and it's it's there's a thirst for it and there is a, a void in what I think is a hope and not the type of hope that doesn't come without eyes. I mean, there's this hope, but you're not quite sure. And then there's a hope with eyes where you can really see your way to the future and two things being differently. And that's the hope that I see, and that's the spirit, and people are hugging and talking and singing the song, you're beautiful and we're beautiful, as if, yes, we finally believe that. And I think collectively, again, from whites to blacks to, you know, whatever your belief system is, your value system, your race, your culture – Everybody can wrap themselves around the lyric that says, let's take each moment to touch and lift our fellow man, because we know that no one can love quite like we quite like we can. Mississippi, who are we? I mean, that's, you know, and what are we? We're great. We're wonderful. We're unique. You know, we, we are the most talented state in this, you know, in this country. And um, I we're going to believe it and we're going to move forward. So I think we need a song. Mississippi needs a song to sing, and this is the song to sing.
1: Well, Pam Comfort, thank you so much. We're going to hear more yeah. of Mississippi Beautiful as we go out of the show today. Congratulations to you on uh, this wonderful song, on the inclusion of the yeah. song in the uh, Mississippi Civil Rights Museum. And uh, thank you for
3: your dedication to the state. It's our uh, birthday
2: gift to the state.
3: Your birthday it's gift the to <laughs> the state. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys so much for inviting me, and go Mississippi. We're beautiful.
1: Well, thank you again, Pam. And we want to thank you, our listeners, for traveling with us today on Next Stop Mississippi. We also want to thank our guests. It's a busy weekend in Jackson, and uh, we're glad to have Yolanda Claymore with the Jackson CVB join us, Julian Rankin with the Mississippi Museum of Art, and then, of course, the legendary Pam Convert. Thank you for being on the show. Next Stop Mississippi was produced by Michelle McAdoo. For MPB Think Radio, I'm Mary Margaret Miller. Southern Remedy for Women is up next, but we hope you'll join us again next week on Next Stop Mississippi here on MPB Think Radio.
5: What do we stand for? Who are we? Nothing remains the same, for we know even the seasons change. Mississippi, who are we? Who are we? How do we claim this? Who are we? We're faces of joy and pain For we know that we're more than just our name Mississippi Who are we? I know we're beautiful We're beautiful The more that you believe We're beautiful, we're beautiful, the more that you can see, that's, we're beautiful, we're beautiful, the moment you believe that, we're beautiful, we're beautiful, the moment you can,